We here at Yash Jesus believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Not with people and not with produce. Which is why we're so excited to be partnering with Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is an online grocer that recovers ugly produce and surplus foods that would otherwise go to waste. And delivers fresh, customizable boxes to your door for up to 30% less than the grocery stores. We're talking farmer's market quality girls. Without the hassle of going out of your house, honey. Without the hassle. And now, Imperfect has expanded to include pantry staples like lentils, rice, olive oil, and bread, you name it, to help round out your shopping. <laughs> girls, I just got my weekly shipment of imperfect produce, and let me tell you. Ooh, spill it, girl, spill it. I got this ugly little watermelon that puts the pretty little peach in Call Me By Your Name to shame. <laughs> That's the tea! Trust me, you're going to want to get in on this. To get your first shipment of perfectly imperfect farm fresh produce, go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code YASJESUS. That's Y-A-S-S-J-E-S-U-S. Hey, kings and queens and in-betweens, sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another fabulously gay episode of Yas Jesus. That's right. It's going to be gay because today's episode theme is a baked Bible story. The Bible's gay soldier boy. Now, come on in and make yourself comfortable because here at Yas Jesus, we believe more than ever that... Ooh, that Jesus loves a man in uniform. Soldier boys need a little love. And it's Fleet Week. In your heart, honey. In your heart. I had a Fleet Week joke that I'm not going to do. There's so many places I can go with a Fleet Week joke that we're just not going to do. Instead, what we're going to do is... All right. Coming to us fresh off the press. A bomb exploded at a really hateful anti-LGBTQ church in Los Angeles County. It's called First Works Baptist Church in El Monte, and it's kind of on the east side of Los Angeles. And he, this pastor has some really extremist views against LGBTQ people, women, the Black Lives Matters movement, but a bomb exploded today um, at that church. And local police and FBI found an an improvised implosive device, along with obscenities and the words get out spray painted on the front of the church. Now, I have all sorts of feelings about this because I looked into it and I went to the church's YouTube page. And two weeks ago, he had a message about starting war. And then he said, come back next week to find out. And then this week, a bomb explodes. And I went and I listened to the message that he gave today. And he was talking about how he doesn't care that the building exploded. And you know what happened? Just a few windows broke. Really no structural damage. No one was harmed. Just a few windows broke. But in his message today, on the day that the church exploded, he's, the pastor said that um, that he didn't care if the building got exploded because it's not about what happens to the building. It's about the message getting out. They are aligned with a fundamentalist Baptist network of churches that is led by Steve Anderson out of Arizona. And you may remember Steve Anderson because he became really uh, gained national attention when the Pulse nightclub shooting happened. And he thanked God for it because it happened to the LGBTQ community. Awful people. These are the same people that are the patriots that stormed the Capitol. And the FBI, if you're listening. Oh, they're always listening, Azzy. 
<laughs> they really are. And they have <laughs> they have compromising information on me, I'm sure. But I, but honestly, this you know, we pray for um the safety of everyone, even these people that hate us. We pray for those who persecute us. So allegedly there was an explosive device that potentially bombed their own church. Yeah, yeah. But we pray, we continue to pray for their safety, even though they pray for our demise, because that is the heart of God. That is what God calls us to do, is to love others um, as we love him. So, Wow, I really do pray that uh, wherever we're at in this country, that we can get to a place where people can see a little clearer. That's Mm -hmm. like... Clarity is so needed right now. Everything is so jumbled between this one and that one and the meme and media and everything else. I just pray for clarity for people uh, to really see what is going on. Um, Yeah. Speaking of prayer, let's go right into our uh, prayer requests and our praise reports, Azzy. Um, This is the part of the show, if you're just tuning in, uh, where if you want to ask God for something, we'll ask with you. Or if you have something you want to be grateful for, we will have the attitude of gratitude and spread the good news. Uh, And I'm going to dive right in because we have a very special personal uh, Yas Jesus prayer request this week, Azzy, as you know. Our freaking Deacon Ross Murray, uh, who produces this show, has a new book coming out. So if you like yes. Jesus, you are going to love this book. It is called Made Known Loved, De- Developing LGBTQ Inclusive Youth Ministry. It is a book about LGBTQ youth ministry, and it's just become available for pre-order. It's going to come out on uh, April 20th. Yes, that's 420. For all you uh, <laughs> fellow stoners that are tuning into the big Bible episode, that's how this ties in. Uh, but only in a release date. Uh, buy it for the adult uh, working with youth in your life. This is a great tool. We need more tools like that. And we are so mm-hmm. grateful for all of the tools that every week Ross uh, Murray, our freaking deacon, uh gives us with a lot of uh, the script writing and a lot of the information and the scriptures. And, you know, Ross is very involved with us. So if you love Yes Jesus, you are going to go crazy over this book. So please yeah, get it for your pastor. We'd like to just ask you that even if you aren't going to get this book, uh, that you pray that it is successful because we love Ross. And now Azariah, you have a praise report. Yes, our praise report today is that there are LGBTQ students at Brigham Young University. Oh, I know and that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, Brigham Young is a Mormon university and known to be a very unwelcoming place for LGBTQ students. In fact, it's known that they once did shock therapy as a form of conversion therapy there. So organizers tried and failed to get a permit to hold a campus event, but instead they held a spontaneous pray-in outside one of the campus buildings. So let's give praise for LGBTQ Mormons who continue to live out their faith, even in places where it is hard and not welcomed. That is so nice. I, you know, fight with prayer. Like, that's what it is. Uh, that that's is right. the most powerful tool. You are armed with the armor of God. So uh, whenever that's you're right. challenged, you know, I think the greatest thing you could do is take a challenge for God. Uh, I think that's one of the greatest things that you could do is make a stand for God. And so uh, it just, you know, be true to yourself and God. And I don't really think you can go wrong. And now it's time for the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. You may not like this song, but it's soul food. <laughs> That's going directly to Azzy's sister, who does not like this song. But we love you, and we, we love the that. word. 
What is the good word from John 14 versus yes. 13 and 14? All rise for the word of the Lord from the book of John chapter 14, verse 13 through 14. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. Well, won't he do it, Izzy? If I'm going to ask for anything, why not a man? And why not a man in uniform? I mean, who doesn't love a man in uniform, Izzy? Have you ever dated a military guy? Yes, actually, I did. Yes, a honey. He was an officer. He was a doctor for the military. An officer and, and a gentlewoman. Ah. Uh, and he was a he is a lovely human being. I you know, I, I love a good military man because they bring me structure and order where I need it and they tell me where to stand, how when to jump and how high. And I am not mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you like them bossy. Yeah, and I'm sure some of our listeners have, or maybe they are in active relationships with someone in the military. And if you are in a relationship with someone in the military, uh, we want to hear about it. You know, what's your experience like? What's it like if you're a queer Christian in the military? We want to hear about that. You know, you can tell us at yasjesuspod.com or on social media at yasjesuspod. We want all the juicy details. Yeah, and the juicier the better. It has been a lonely, dry dating spell over here at Yash Jesus headquarters. And we really want to live vicariously <laughs> through you. Honey, do we ever. Whoever you are, you're sitting there making love to a man in uniform, and I'm making my 56th banana bread. <laughs> You've perfected the, the, the art of banana bread over this time. Yeah. <laughs> But until we get your stories about being or dating a queer Christian in the military, we'll have to make do with a baked Bible story about a soldier boy who might have been queer. (laughs) Queer or not. (laughs) This is a story about a soldier, about a soldier boy, about a soldier boy in love. Mm -hmm. So it is a baked Bible story. We are making a baked Bible story. As I am Zoinks. I am so excited because a baked Bible story means that we're lighting up and getting ourselves nice and toasty before we dive into this story about Jesus's healing a Roman centurion servant or lover or slave or sex slave or whatever he is. We're going to figure it out as we get a stony. Yeah. So this story is told in both Matthew and Luke. And of course, they provide a few different details, so we'll hop back and forth between the two. But Jesus is out. He's out doing his thing, performing miracles, you know, like you do. Oh, I imagine Jesus is all like, oh, you have leprosy? No more. (laughs) Sorry, I heard your mother-in-law's sick. Um, How about I make her all better? And then Jesus is approached. Yes. And one of the big differences between this story of the centurion boy uh, being told in Matthew and Luke. Luke is coming through again with the good stories. Mm -hmm, All the juicy details. But in Luke, the soldier boy sent some Jewish elders to go intercede on his behalf. But in Matthew, the soldier boy approaches Jesus directly. This is the way Luke describes it in chapter 7. Luke 7, verse 1 through 2. 
After Jesus had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Capernaum. Are you stoned or am I stoned? <laughs> it's just a difficult word, okay, Dan? No, it is. It's actually funny anyway. to say Capernaum. 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 But anyways, Jesus came into the city. He's like, hey, girl, I'm here. I'm here to do some miracles. And a centurion there had a slave whom he valued highly and who was ill and close to death. Okay, 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 okay. So, first of all, there's a lot to unpack here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, what is a centurion? A centurion is a Roman soldier. So, that's what they were called. Um, And... That's why we've been calling him a soldier boy, because he got that title when he was commander of a hundred troops. So leather skirt, like skirt things like and like and like gladiator sandals. I'm just trying to figure out the look. Yes, it's you're worried about the fashion, of course. It's so, so hot. yes, it's definitely the leather belts. Honey, is it ever? Yes. It's it's the sandals, it's that mohawk looking thing on the helmet, you know. I don't even remember what the show was, but there was some honey. there was some streaming show this happened years ago. This is I'm going back to like the the early days of streaming. Like and there was mm-hmm. some streaming show and it was like a Roman show and it was so hot. I was watching it with my friend and I felt <laughs> so freaking uncomfortable was it spartacus i don't even know what it was it was so hot i was really uncomfortable with my friend and we were smoking and watching it and i'm like my friend had a boyfriend and everything and i'm like am i gonna make out with my friend right now like i didn't even know what was gonna happen it was so hot so tell me again he had the like little leather skirt thing on right Uh uh-huh you know i imagine them never make maybe having a leather vest or a breastplate of some sort but like you totally you could see on this see the titties on the side you know Uh, a little a little side man boob i'm all about it Mm -hmm. so wait centurion gives like the you know the air of the word century like Mm -hmm. so the latin roots for a hundred or you know um cent in french is a hundred and it it derives from latin which means a hundred so centurion means he has authority over a hundred so a hundred troops okay so now you know a little Latin, now you know a little French, you know. Okay, okay, I see, I see what you're trying to do. Okay, mm-hmm. so that means that mm-hmm. he's also part of the foreign occupying army. So yes. remember that Israel wasn't a country like it is today. It was conquered by the Roman Empire, and those Roman soldiers were brutal. I mean, they had no mm-hmm. problems killing people just to establish their authority. So this guy is probably terrifying. And then yes. there's a detail about the slave. Yeah, so the Roman army did capture people as slaves and in the roman world the slaves performed all sorts of functions some were highly educated and had high skilled jobs like doctors or accountants and some roman slaves were also used for sexual exploitation Mm -hmm. and occasionally like you know like what we think might have happened here like maybe okay this is perspective just maybe Bible wandering, Bible stoning. We are Bible we are stony Bible wandering. Maybe mm. the centurion fell in love with one of his slaves. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And how do we know this? Well, the Greek word that is used in both the book of Matthew and Luke is pies. Pies? Pies. Like like yum? Like pie? Like like <laughs> what kind pies. of pie? Like apple pie? Like apple bottom pie? Like <laughs> do they <laughs> Dude, was this Not soldier boy like singing like apple like in my apple bottom in my roman centurion skirt 
Um, no, Danny, no. Maybe, Kevin, you're maybe, right now. <laughs> maybe perspective. No, just, okay, sorry. Sorry, I was trying too hard on that one. Pie is not a food, a person. Okay, so what does pious mean? Pious means it's a Greek word for a male servant or slave. But in some instances, the word was used for the younger partner in a same-sex relationship. It is usually translated as boy, servant, slave, bottom, power oh, bottom. Okay. So <laughs> the verse you just read said that pies was high, valued highly. What does value highly mean? Like he performed tasks that were of value or was this like someone he like really cared about and like loved? Yeah. The fact that this centurion is rushing to Jesus to heal him is pretty telling. A Roman centurion in a position of power wouldn't go out of his way to help a servant, even one who is deathly sick. So he was cared about him and his health, right? Right? Yeah, well, we're talking about a world that is very different than our own. So it's hard to draw a direct line to that. But if a Roman soldier is willing to rush to Jesus, who he only knows as a miracle worker, to heal his slave then there's some sort of connection there. Maybe they weren't a couple in the sense that we think of it, but there's something there. So someone who is a military spouse who said that this story was so powerful during the don't ask, don't tell era. Like imagine Mm -hmm. a family or hospital staff wondering why some random army guy or Marine friend is in tears watching their patient in emergency care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this story is a little like Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Um, you have to read into the details to get the story. And in the details, you see the queerness. It's not obvious, but it's certainly hinted at. And it's about looking at the Bible from a, from a historical point of view. You know, truly, I'd like to think that Christ was more explicit and vocal about their love, but the writers who put the scripture together probably kept it out. Mm-hmm. And outside of the loving relationship with his slave, There's something else going on. And Jesus is willing to go to his house to heal him. But the centurion stops him. So listen to this. In the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 8 through 9, the centurion answered, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and the slave does it. What does that mean? Okay, first of all, let's go back a little bit, okay? Mm -hmm. So, Jesus goes to his house to heal him. Now, what I like Mm -hmm. about this centurion is that he says, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. Like, he knows the power of of Jesus, and he's like... Mm -hmm. He, he and, and he's 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 speaking to him with reverence. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, and remember, Jesus didn't go to his house, but Jesus was willing to go to his house. And this is where the centurion is like, whoa, 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 wait, you know, like uh, I, I'm not worthy of you. So he's recognizing Jesus as an equal in authority and power, and is saying, you and I both know that as people in power and authority, just say the words and it will be done. 
you know, and so, you know, I say to my soldiers and I say to the slave, I say, do this and he does it. So what could that mean? It could really mean anything. Does he, you know, does he love him? Does he, you know, does he do sexual favors for him? Does he, you know, make a sandwich for him, you know, rub his feet? He's basically saying I'm powerful. Like, you know, I'm also a man who like, you know, I have people that I say, go do this, go do that, go go do this. Yeah, exactly. So he knows that he's part of the occupying army. He knows that he is someone who enacts terror on the population. He's not Jewish like Jesus. He's an outsider and one that is probably highly distrusted. So he stops Jesus from visiting. So if Jesus really wants to help this foreign, untrusted occupying force, he doesn't have to inconvenience himself by going all the way to his house, basically. No, and here's the thing. Jesus gives the centurion high praise. He says that he has never seen such faith. So in Matthew, it says, Matthew 8, chapter chapter 8, verse 10 through 12, it says, When Jesus heard him, he was amazed and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and will eat with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the heirs of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So Jesus is saying that this outsider, this occupying soldier, this queer centurion Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm. the greatest faith in the whole nation of Israel. He's the last person that you would expect someone like Jesus to praise, especially in this example, like where we are right now. Yeah. Jesus is flipping our expectations again, like Jesus does. And we keep saying that only good people should be receiving good things. So you've probably heard debates lately about who should get the COVID vaccine first. And some folks want to apply a morality test to getting vaccinated. A morality Um, test. What kind of moral values is that? I always love that it's the people who have something to say that always sound the worst, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 fascinating. And it is fascinating. Anyway, not to get off topic, but Jesus tells the centurion that by the time he gets home, his slave or his lover will be healed. So Jesus is so excited about the centurion's faith. He's just like, I've never like. In all of Israel, I've never seen anybody who had so much faith that they're like, you don't even have to do it. That's like me saying, Azzy, I want to grill you a burger, but I'm not going to. And you're like, you're, you grill burgers so good that you don't have to turn the grill on or come over. And I know that it's going to be a delicious meal. Like, that's major faith. That's I, Maybe that's not really exactly the right reference. This is where the baked part of this comes in. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, like, think about it. Like, th- yeah. that is a lot of faith for a uh, quote unquote, I'm not judging, but sinner to have. Like, this guy's also a centurion's also a job. You know what I'm saying? It's like an, an appointed position. Like, there, what do you do? Like, in that time, and being a soldier is probably an honorable thing to the people that they govern over. Mm-hmm. But he knows Jesus's power. He's seen it. He's someone who's, you know, potentially on the opposition and is just like, you are who you are. I'm not really worthy because I do do all this crap that I say I do. I boss all these people around. But I know mm-hmm. if you just say the word that you're going to heal someone. Again, non-judging, Jesus does it. Yeah. In Matthew, Jesus said, go, let it be done for according to your faith. And the servant was healed in that hour. And then in Luke, where the Jewish people intervened on the centurion's behalf, here's how it went down. 
When those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. Oh, that is such a sweet story. It is. And, but let's go back to one major point. And this is one of the rare instances of Jesus praising someone who approaches him. What would it mean that the biggest expression of faith came from a gay soldier boy who has fallen in love with his captive. Oh my, my mind is blown right now. Like yeah. truly, where have all these queer stories been? Mm-hmm. This is insane. What a cool thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're seeing Jesus give a pass, whatever's gone on between that guy, that centurion and that soldier uh, and or slave or whatever Jesus Jesus be knowing. Yeah, and just remember, it was very common in that point in time in history for Roman soldiers to have sex slaves. And good Jesus, looking, by any means, I'm, I I just even look. You know, we hear so many stories in the Bible about that are about heterosexual relationships that are horrible and gay, whatever. But it's just interesting that there is another story, just another story, even a bad guy. You right. know, like, like, it's just interesting to see another queer, like queer tale possibly pop, pop up. How much yeah. time has the church not talked about this guy? Right. And Jesus was not oblivious to the fact that this went on during his time. Jesus was someone who at 12 years old was going to the temple to learn um, with the rabbis. So he was someone that was in the know of his time. So he was not oblivious to this, you know, to that this was a possibility. A lot of people in the Bible who have had good and bad qualities, we don't even know about the bad qualities. Like, just doing this show, I found out that Noah was a drunk at one point. Like, I didn't even realize that. And all I see of Noah (laughs) is this shining, quote-unquote, white face, like, on, like, these, like, cartoon things that I know from, Mm -hmm. from being a child and being, like, so filtered down to the point where it's like, vegetables are telling me the story do you know what i'm saying like (laughs) like it's so now an eggplant and peaches right it's so (laughs) ridiculous at this point that that happens that could the bad parts of the centurion maybe got washed away and this could have been some kind of love story that we could have looked up to as queer kids Mm. i mean it's not perfect obviously we know what they did we know like what the romans did like and and the horrible things they did with underage things all this other stuff actually which could have potentially been the root which we, we believe to be the root of the word homosexual when it was added to the Bible, like we did on our episode of 1946, both the date and Mm -hmm. the documentary. But like Mm -hmm. the fact that the, that they could, that could have been some of the stuff they were actually talking about what was going on in Rome and in Greek at that time in Greece at that time. And besides all of that, like why couldn't we have had a queer story to like look towards the way, you know, when we don't have to hear all the horrible things that have happened from other hetero stories in the Bible, it could have been a potential thing. It could have saved lives even just to have the representation and know that there are queer people that exist in this world. It's like, yeah. there's no black people on the Jetsons. Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 what yeah. Would it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like we need to know, like we can't have mo- like small minds handle such big, wor- a big world. Like, and, and I think that it's, it's clear when you look at the actual words that are in here, when we're looking at the actual scripture, when we're reading these things that we're finding, uh, the, uh, we're finding the Lord praising 
uh, the centurion. We're finding the centurion admitting that he's not worthy and showing his faults. We're seeing humanity here in somebody that is the love between two men, period. Mm-hmm. Even if it is, yeah. even if it isn't sexual, it's still between two men. It's just love of two men. And that's a great opportunity for us to maybe see ourselves in. Yeah, absolutely. And if we're really thinking about it, it probably was not a healthy relationship. But um, most of these Bible stories seem to have some messed up aspect to them. And maybe we cling to them because we don't have another example of some good old fashioned biblical caretaking, you know? Sure. I mean, but we've heard stories of, of of concubines and we've heard stories of, you know, slaves and we've heard stories of rape and stories of uh, possible sex work and all these other mysterious things that have just been r- removed from the text. So we have to really, we have to, I, each one of these words of the scripture, I believe, are like a prism. Like, and when you put light through it, the rainbow p- comes out of it. It's meant to be looked at every single angle from a beautiful cut stone like it's meant to like the light reflects in a million places because it's got to reach all of us Mm -hmm. it can't just be one story it's got to be different perspectives i always say when we talk about david and jonathan which is one of my favorite episodes we did the by big first big bible story we did on david and jonathan and the love between two of them which i uh, like undeniably believe is a, 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 a homosexual love affair like we have that Right. But when my dad reads that story, he's never going to see it as that. that. That's something that doesn't even register. He might see it as a, a love between him and his best friend or him and his brother, because that's what perspective is. You take mm-hmm. what your life experience is, is what you were taught, what your culture and everything. And you get the you get your color that comes out of that light that hits that prism. You get what's meant for you. Mm. So for queer people, even though this is a bad relationship, it was a relationship of the time that was very common. This was something that was going on in culture at the time. Mm-hmm. And this is a, 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 a representation of another queer story. Even if it yeah. is bad, we can't, we're not going to say that everything that we read and find is good, but this yeah. is, but, but to see queer love in any capacity it's just interesting, if anything, because these perspectives are not spoke about. And at the very least, he's a caretaker. You know, at the end of the day, if I'm dying, no matter what I'm doing in my life, like I want someone that's going to take care of me like that. Absolutely. I'm not saying that that's necessarily like what I'm looking for, like, you know, but I'm just saying like, to me, it's just like, oh, there, you know, there's all these troubled examples. I mean, think about when I watch Game of Thrones, like that kind of world that that is. Do you know what I mean? Like the kind of barbaric, insane things that happen in the world that like are very similar to the kind of the stories that we hear, that we read in the Bible that we're un, that we're that I'm uncovering for myself for the first mm-hmm. time. Many people have known it, but these perspectives are not. How many times do I got to hear Noah took two animals on a boat? I like really. <laughs> I feel like Job that I got to hear this story over and over again. Yeah. Being tortured. I, like, yeah, it's it's I mean, interesting we, to just find out a new story. So we don't know what this relationship was like, you know? When Yeah, when we're equipped with historical context and we're able to bring our perspective at the table because we can finally sit at the table, then we're able to discover new truths, new understandings, you know? Um, so this is important. And this story is important. So, also, all of the, also, all of the different stories that could come out of this. I would like to see a movie about 20 different scenarios of this. Because those 20 different scenarios will teach 20 different lessons. Like, we, when we have our stories to inspire us, we have jumping off points to, like, just 
wonder. Mm -hmm. So in today's day and age, obviously, Azzy, Mm -hmm. we want everything to be consensual. Like, you know, there's like, and we want everything to be, you know, we've realized like where we are with, with relationships and with things like slavery and with things like forced sexual encounters. Like we're, we're in a very hot button age right now where, where we're thinking about all of that. So when we know it, we know that this probably, we don't really know what their relationship was like. Was it mutual? Was it exploitation? But it sounds exploitative to me. Yeah. So all we can do is keep looking up what history has to say, what 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 is the historical context of it, and what are the uh, what does scripture say, and what what can we bring with our perspectives. But um, for our tithe, love offering, charity, acts of good this week, we want you to reach out to a friend who is a queer Christian in the military and say hi. Yes, sir, and w- <laughs> and that you are thinking of them, or yes, ma'am, or yes, you. And if you're a queer Christian and you're in the military right now, tell us what it's like. What's dating like? How are you treated? Uh, what's it like in the barracks? I want to know it all. <laughs> I want to know what goes on in those barracks. That's the- <laughs> uh, uh, let's take a closing prayer, Izzy. Why don't you start? All right. So, God, we pray for all the queer Christians that are serving in the military right now. We pray for everyone serving in the military. And their spouses who are also serving for us. Being a spouse of a person in the military is serving in the military. It is a very difficult thing to do. And we're so appreciative of those families. And we also pray for First Works Baptist Church in El Monte. Now, this is one where we're asking that you show up and you show off. And you teach us to love them and teach them to love us. Yes, God. And we want to pray for those LGBTQ students at Brigham Young University. I know a lot of gay people who either came or are a part of the Mormon church. And it is a very difficult place to be and be gay. And Lord, we are just grateful for people who are always willing to keep you in mind while still being authentically who they are and sticking up for their uh, LGBTQ siblings and Lori, we want to pray also for the freaking deacon rossberry's new book god please bless his book made known loved developing lgbtq inclusive youth ministry this book uh is coming from a person who does so much for us here but also so much in the world i absolutely am so honored to have uh ross be a part of this and lord we ask that you please bless him um as he's blessed so many others and please lord we just pray that your uh your hand guide young people who are meant to be a part of the ministry to know that there is a place for them lord there's a place for them in your house lord and a place for them to teach young people and queer young queer people need queer voices in leadership in the church lord and that's why we're always here praying for inclusivity in the church and we're praying for people to know where they can go lord places like church clarity where they can find out that where they're able to pursue a life serving you lord and if anybody is um out there we want to pray for all of our people out there that are listening that are looking to have a life serving you god and uh bless ross thank you ross and uh amen let's get off that on on a big amen because i'm so grateful and i'm grateful uh for all of you that are listening to this episode of yash jesus uh, please reach out to us. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at yashjesuspod.com. 
You can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website, yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line and send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. Please, we want to hear your voice. And also, please send us your praise reports. We want to know your prayer requests, your episode ideas. Who do you want to see on the show? Or even just a, hey there, soldier boy. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauly. Yes, Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bastilios, and Steve Michaels. Until next time, keep praising the Lord, y'all. 